Hey, Soulpreneur family, this is Tanisha White and Marcy Ferry, and you're listening to the Soulpreneur Sundays podcast, a show for soul-led entrepreneurs and solopreneurs who want to build their own businesses, but who don't want to go on that journey completely alone. Join us as we share our honest and real soulpreneur stories, including the highs and the lows. And learn about solutions and resources that we found along the way that can help you with a wide array of common soulpreneur challenges. Welcome to our sacred space. Welcome to Soulpreneur Sundays. Hey, Soul Family. Welcome to Episode 7. This week, we're continuing our exploration into the common weaknesses that we encounter as soulpreneurs, and we're diving deep into procrastination. Hey, Marcy, how are you? I am good, Tanisha. How are you doing this lovely Sunday, Soulpreneur Sunday? Yes, I'm doing so good. I'm choosing to be so good. Yes. So this is something, a topic that I feel everybody can relate to, right? Even if you haven't started anything yet, there has been a time in your life where you have procrastinated and be like, why the hell did I wait till the last minute to do this, right? Why didn't I start a week ago? And so we're going to talk about what is procrastination in our business? What does it look like? And how does it impact our business, right? So maybe you can jump in and tell us a little bit about how procrastination shows up for you and your business and how you've been noticing um, in your entrepreneurial journey, how it's been affecting how you show up. Yes. So I always like to put out there that I cannot stand procrastinating. Um, it's in my nature and Tanisha knows this. Like I am such, such a little ball of anxiety that if like I have too tight of a deadline, it's just all the ickiness, the feelings, it's just too much for me. So when I can control it, I try not to procrastinate. But that said, procrastination still shows up in its own ways. It's sneaky, right? So for me, it usually tends to show up with things that like I really just don't like doing, which often tends to be the administrative ta tasks, I should say, taxes being one of them. <laughs> Putting on oh, taxes. Yeah. I can't stand taxes. And of course, we're in April right now. So when you're listening to this, depending on um, when it airs, might be a little bit different. But I'm meeting with my tax guide this week. So I definitely sent the stuff to him kind of late. But, you know, I don't like doing it. I don't like looking at all the numbers. It's overwhelming. So that's <laughs> that's something I tend to procrastinate on. And then also a form of procrastination for me is sometimes putting things off kind of indefinitely. So by that, I mean, like, I have these big ideas, right? And I have this, like, pull, this desire to act on them, but I just don't. Because I come Me up too. with excuses galore. I get, you know, in this cycle and I think, oh, well, I'll do that when I'm done with all my client work. I'll do that when I'm done with, like, making sure this part of my business works well, because that's that's a reward for later. And then I don't start the things at all, which is really disappointing. And it reminds me of something my mom used to say to me when I was a kid, and it totally drove me nuts. But she would say to me, like, well, if you really wanted to do it, you just do it. And I'd be like, okay, there's a lot more to it than this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. 
But that's like one of those voices that sticks in my head when I do tend to procrastinate on something and then I start to feel guilty about the fact that I'm putting it off. And do I really want to do it? Now I'm wondering if I really want to do it. And should I should I be concerned about that? <laughs> yes. So it's a vicious cycle, this procrastination thing. It, it truly, truly is. Uh, that is how it shows up for me. Um, and also because I work with clients and I've worked at um, companies before where I've kind of been in a similar capacity working in communications, right? I've definitely worked with a lot of procrastinators. And I think this is another reason why I don't like it that much because I often am the person that gets the stuff right at the end and then I have to put it together, write it and get it out there. And it's really stressful when the person before you like puts it off to the last minute, doesn't respect your deadline and gives it to you. And now you've got you know, a very short window to turn it around. So procrastination too, I think another element we have to consider is if we're working with other people, how that trickle down effect occurs. Um, but that said, I've learned to live with the last minute deadlines, had to do it in television news. Uh, there's a reason I don't work in TV news anymore. <laughs> that being one of them. But with something we all have to do with, with, whether it is us procrastinating or people around us procrastinating. So that's exactly that's my spiel about procrastination in, in solopreneur life. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you did so like you touched on so many things in that short little thing, like in that short little time, you touched on so many things like how um, we need to be aware of how our work is interfering or affecting other people like your clients, your customers. Are you putting out things at the last minute and then expecting your clients or your customers to like jump on it? I have been guilty of that myself, like having a bright idea, coming up with something and then throwing together some graphics, throwing together uh, a, a webinar or whatever it is, and then putting it out to the world. And then nobody, it's like crickets. You're like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Right. And you're like, but I worked so hard. Like it literally took me all day to do this. It's like, yeah, but you waited until the last minute. Why didn't you just like work on it? And then, but yeah, so there's so many things that you touched on in that. And I'm resonating with that so deeply. And procrastination shows up for me because unfortunately I am the procrastinator that you are talking about mercy that's me i don't think you think you're as bad as you you think you are though i will tell you that okay. after working with you from a client aspect like i don't think you ever didn't get something to me so okay that makes <laughs> me feel better but it's still like in my mind i like i was totally that student in junior high or high school that had the essay, the three to five page paper, and I was doing it the night before up until two o'clock in the morning. My mom used to get so angry with me. And we literally talked about this this past weekend. And um, I was like, remember when we used to like hang out on the weekends and I would go and do all this stuff with my friends and, you know, have sleepovers and doing all these different things. And when I say sleepovers, I mean like going to my cousin's house. <laughs> to me that was a sleepover okay so like we would do those things and then I would get home Sunday evening and I would have a five-page paper that was due Monday and my mom would be like why are you just now doing this at eight o'clock on a Sunday we could have got this done literally you had the entire week because I know your teacher didn't give this to you on Friday why did you wait and so I, my mom would get so angry and I would be up to like two o'clock in the morning 
writing a paper and I would get great grades on the paper, right? But I just would wait to the last minute. And I feel like that has kind of like trinkled with me through my life. I've gotten better, but I'm still a work in progress. But right now in my business, even though I try not to procrastinate, some of the ways that show uh, my procrastination shows up is looks like me creating things in the moment and spending the entire day working on one thing when I could have just broken it down into small tasks over three or four days and got so much more things, so many more things done. I don't know if you've ever done that, but I always feel like I didn't get enough accomplished because I literally spend the entire day working on one thing and it's stressful. Um, and another way that it shows up is I get really overwhelmed and frustrated with myself in the process of not being able to stay on a strict schedule. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have not ever been diagnosed with ADHD, but y'all know I always talk about my ADHD brain, right? Because I resonate with the characteristics so deeply. Um, and one of the things that is difficult for me is creating a very strict regiment for myself. I have to have a very flowy, if you will, schedule. So I have to know kind of what I'm doing and when things need to be done, but I can't have it like from eight to 10, you're doing A, B, C, D. It kind of has to be like, okay, from eight to 10, I'm going to work on these things and see what feels good during that time. Um, and so even though I know now that I need a more flowy schedule and I need to be doing different things on different days, I still get really frustrated with myself not being able to be one of those people who can say, okay, Mondays I'm going to do these things and I'm going to get all of these things done. Um, another way is I'm really easily distracted. Like I'm so squirrel brain for real. Like <laughs> I am like a puppy. And now that I have a puppy, I know even more so I'm like a puppy. Every little thing is a distraction for me. I'm distracted by social media. I'm distracted by looking at all the things that I need to accomplish in my house. Like laundry. Every time I look at the laundry across the room, it's like talking to me like, hello, are you going to wash us? Like, I'm thinking to myself, do my kids have socks for school tomorrow? Right? So that is distracting me from getting things done. All the things I need to do. Dishes in the sink fees for the kids for school, right? All those things are distracting to me. Then I get to scrolling on social media, oh, yeah. TikTok, right? And then I get distracted by learning new things. I pick up a book or I start going down the YouTube rabbit hole, right? And before you know it, I'm listening to an audiobook or learning how to set up a Shopify store in 30 minutes on YouTube. Like just ridiculous things like what am I doing why am I not focusing but it can be really difficult to hold yourself accountable when there's nobody to tell you what to do when there's nobody to say hey where is this thing that you're supposed to do by 11 o'clock 
it's just you. And on this journey of us being solopreneurs and us working by ourselves, it's like there's nobody to hold you accountable except you. And Marcy, you have helped me so much in my accountability because we have our meetings every week. And so I know I got to have something to bring to this meeting because, ma'am, like Marcy's going to be like, okay, what did you get done? Did you work on any of the things we talked about last week? I know I got to get some things done. It helps to hold me accountable. But then another thing that I'm getting um, more accustomed to now and I'm starting to focus on is making a decision and staying committed to that decision. So that's where I am right now. Mm -hmm. Committing to my decisions. Have you been consciously making a commitment to your decisions in your business? I don't know, Marcy. What about you? I feel like I just had that, like, over the past few weeks, I've been having that realization, like, girl, you got to make a commitment. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's my problem. That's it. I mean, it, you nailed that. Like, making a commitment to my decisions. And... Definitely, like I've talked about, I'll have an idea, something I really want to act on, but I don't commit to it. And, you know, like you're talking about the distraction of all the things you see and and take in. It's, oh, well, what about this? And, well, now I see that my client needs this. So a lot of times I'll find um, my excuse will be something like, well, this person needs me and needs me to focus on this right now. They're paying me, so I'm going to do that instead of staying committed to my thing. And I keep putting it off, but it, to some extent, it is true that if we want to do something and we set our minds to it, we'll do it, you know? And that's where sometimes I'm like, oh, my mom said it's semi-true, but... <laughs> Moms. Yes, They're always right. <laughs> but I do think we have to also be kind and gentle with ourselves, understanding that we live in a world where distractions are everywhere. It's more so than ever before. Yeah. Our brains, it's just so many things are competing for attention. It is rough. Constantly. (laughs) Yes. And so we have to find ways to motivate ourselves, to get ourselves, you know, in that commitment. And a a term I really liked that I got from what I was reading, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, and then The Artist's Way with Julia Cameron. Just, you know, these texts that are for creatives, people who want to create, they they talk about like a devotion in, rather mm. than commitment. And so yeah. sometimes if I reframe it that way, be like, am I devoted to what I'm creating? Like, how would that look in my life if I did that? And am I doing it? <laughs> I love that word devotion. And I've been using that in other things outside of my business, like having a devotion where I do a gratitude practice and I just sit and I don't really do anything in the morning except be with myself and my thoughts to just like get a peace of mind before I do anything for the day. So I love how you bring that element into your business. I feel like um, that's a great way to reframe and reprogram that word because sometimes commitment can feel very um abrasive or like restricting or like a little bit of friction right um and sometimes we just don't want to do it Mm -hmm. but when you have a devotion to something or a commitment to something 
you can do it even when you don't feel like it because you remember why you started. Mm -hmm. You remember why this is going to be important. Speaking of important things, I felt like it was important for us to talk about the different types of procrastinator, right? So I did a little bit of research because the Virgo in me just can't help herself, okay? I went to Business Insider and they had this great article. You can jump over there. Maybe we'll put the link in the show notes. I'll um, get that for you guys. And they had the four types of procrastinators, Maybe, like, I should just share them, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to know which one I did. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one they have is uh, the performer who says, I work well under pressure, right? This is the procrastinator that forces themselves to focus by shrinking the time that they have to tackle a task, okay? And their biggest challenge is getting started, Okay. So the solution to this for those people who are those type of procrastinators is to flip the script and set the start date. So don't set your start date the day before it's due. Set your start date way earlier. And when you focus on when you're going to begin a task and not when you hope to end it, you'll take a tremendous amount of pressure off of yourself to like get it done super quickly. So maybe and the way my brain perceived that was Instead of telling yourself this is due on Friday and it's Wednesday, I would tell myself this is due on Wednesday, right? So I would have started on Monday or Tuesday, and then I would have time to kind of like sit with it and process and work and do all those things. And then by Friday, I already know it's done, right? Um, the second one is the self-deprecator who says, I'm so lazy right now. Who can resonate with that? Like, have you ever just been like, bro, I'm just lazy. I don't feel like it. Mm, like, that's me. Like, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. Right? And their biggest challenge is taking a break. We already know you are going to say you don't have time to rest right? I don't have time to rest because I'm always doing a million things. This is literally me. They're talking to me, Marcy. <laughs> so the solution to this type of procrastinator is to recharge. Try taking a walk and give yourself some space to begin to rebuild your energy. Because I have been here, I feel like at different times in my life, I'm all four of these types, right? So don't put yourself like in a box. If you are feeling one right now, but you've know, been known to do other ones in the past, like just take these tips and use them when you need them. But one of the things I do when I'm feeling lazy is I try to do something that feels good to me. So this taking a walk actually does help. One of the greatest things about me getting that new puppy that I just talked about earlier was that he forces me to go outside every single day. No matter what, I got to go outside because he's got to go on a walk. He is an energetic, rambunctious little puppy. And he wants to go outside and chase leaves and find cats and squirrels. He wants to go outside and play, okay? And I feel so much better once I've been outside for 15 or 20 minutes, right? And I come back in, rejuvenated and refreshed. I got some sun. I feel better. And I usually get inspired by something that happens on that walk or I get this really great idea for something. 
So take that time, go on a walk or just do some stretches or something, but don't scroll, right? Don't scroll. Mm -hmm. Okay, so number three, the overbooker who says, I'm so busy. This is the procrastinator is a pro at filling up their calendar and is often overwhelmed, okay? They are often overwhelmed. <laughs> It's so good. Okay, so their biggest challenge is creating chaos to avoid facing what you know needs you need to face right now. Typically, this is not a task. Okay, let me reread that. Creating chaos to avoid facing what you know you need to face right now. Okay, so those of you who are doing that, your solution is take a moment of introspection. Ask yourself, what am I really avoiding? What am I really avoiding and why? Where is that? Like, am I fearful of something? Do I feel like I don't know enough? Am I, um, am I self-sabotaging just because like of the unknown, right? Fear of the unknown. So that is your solution. Just take a moment and think about what am I really trying to avoid? Last, last but not least, the novelty seeker who says, I just had the best idea. This procrastinator has a terminal case of shiny object syndrome. Okay, they are constantly coming up with new projects to take on and then they're getting bored with them a week later. That is literally me, okay? I feel like I have been every version of these procrastinators on this list, okay? So this person's biggest challenge is completion. You have so many open tabs right now in your brain, in your computer, probably in your phone. You know, if you have an iPhone and you do the little double tap, all of the things you have, all the apps you have open on your phone, you probably need to reset your phone right now, okay? <laughs> so the solution for this person is to make it stick, literally. Write down new ideas or projects on a sticky note, but don't pursue them until you finish what you are currently working on. Marcy, I have two projects right now that are in the works that have just been kind of like sitting, mm -hmm. not being worked on. I'm going to do this so that I can get these two things done because for one, my audience, like the community over on my social media is like, oh, girl. What the hell? Where is it at? Right? And I need to get them done. So I'm going to be working on that. Are there some things that you need to make some sticky notes for right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, an endless amount. I'm going to buy you some sticky notes. Um, but yeah, I have four been times. not using them. <laughs> <laughs> Just to illustrate oh, our gonna... point. <laughs> so we are going to not let these ways that we procrastinate hold us back and keep us from achieving our goals, okay? I just wanted to share those things with you because I feel like when we know what we're doing, then we can change the behavior, right? And we're all working on these things together. You are not alone. Even people who are successful in their business, even your favorite six-figure earner, your favorite millionaire, your favorite mogul, your favorite mentor, your favorite coach, we all struggle with procrastination. These are things that we all do to some degree. So don't feel bad about yourself. 
identify what it is that you're doing so that you can change the behavior so you can see the results that you need. Get yourself an accountability partner. Um, you know, drop down into the uh, comments of either Marcy or me. When we post about this episode, go to one of the posts and like share with us some of the things that you learned from this episode about procrastination. So let's talk about some of the reasons why we might be doing a lot of procrastinating. What do you think, Mercy? What are some reasons why we're probably procrastinating? Well, I think those four types of procrastinators sort of illustrate some of the many reasons we might we might do it. There are some people who legitimately love that rush of that deadline and that container. I'm not one of those people, but I've definitely met plenty of people who love it. Like anybody who works in television news like thrives on that like really immediate container where something like happens and they've got to get it done and they got to report on it. And I think that's great if that works for you, like more power to you. But I think too, that sometimes we wear ourselves out a little bit when we do that too much, because that's a lot, that's a lot in your system to like churn and rush that out. So even if you're someone who legitimately likes it, I think we'll talk a little bit here shortly about how to work with that more to your advantage rather than like having it lead to burnout, right? And then another reason I think we tend to do it, if you know, you're someone like me who doesn't really like it, but somehow ends up doing it, um, I think a lot of fear and self-doubt come into play. Uh, a little bit of that imposter syndrome sometimes too, that maybe I'm not good enough to do this, so I keep putting it off, or I don't know enough to do this, so I keep putting it off, or I keep taking more courses because I think I gotta learn more <laughs> in order to do yes. it. I'm definitely someone who's done that. I love courses and I love learning, but sometimes if you put it off like so long, you don't take action. So <laughs> I definitely think that comes into play. And I think sometimes just like that comparison game starts to happen to comparing yourself to others can sometimes cause you to hesitate and put things off a little bit like you know i one of the things that i tend to do is especially starting out like if you see someone else is running or many other people for example in your field are running a promotion because it's spring or something like that you know you know spring into action new season and it's like oh shit should i be doing something too <laughs> like well, now I got to rush and put something out there. So let's go, let's go. And it, like we were saying earlier, then that sometimes leads to, oh, you rushed something out there and like, you're not getting the response you expected because it's not something you planned out. You rushed it. Exactly. Like literally right now, I just planned this. Yeah. It just happened. And that, you know, it happens. It's going to happen. But I think that some of the, the underlying causes are sometimes these feelings of, I need to be at a certain point by now, or I don't feel good enough to do this right now. So I'm finding lots of reasons to put it off till I think it's a better time. Is mm. there ever a better time? Is there? No better time than the present. Right? And I want to also touch on something that's super important because we were talking about creating things in the moment. And for some, for some things, that's great. Inspired action can be great. But it shouldn't be your main operating behavior, right? So sometimes you just are inspired and you want to just move in the moment and be in the present. And that's great. But when it's causing you um, to be inconsistent, when it's frustrating, when it's overwhelming, when it doesn't feel good, 
that's when you need to say, okay, why am I doing this? Am I doing this out of, because uh, where I was doing it from was a place of scarcity. Mm, yes. I was doing it from a place of lack. I was doing it from a place of, I need to make money right now. Oh, that's a big one. Yes. And not from a place of, oh, I was inspired by something I saw, something I heard, something I felt. And so I want to share this feeling that I have or this epiphany that I had or this whatever inspiration that I, I uh, that I got from what I saw, what I heard, what I felt, whatever. Um, where is it coming from? That yes. should be the determining factor. Because if you're doing it from a place of scarcity or lack or trying to make money or um, trying to capitalize on a <laughs> situation, right? That's not going to feel good. Yeah. Or keeping up with the Joneses kind of space. Yes. Yes. I've seen this so much with clients, especially with social media and yes. wanting to rush things out there because you feel like you have to, or you have to have these brilliant ideas every single week to share with people. And something I had just said the other day was we really need to start with that inspiration, right? Like if you, do you have a message to share right now? Yes. What is it? Okay. Now, how do you want to share it? But I think we start the other way around. It's like, well, you know, today's Wednesday at 2 PM. I got to post something. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what makes us feel like we're on that hamster wheel because we're just worried about making sure that we are out creating our competitors. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be like that. I am doing a pivot within my own business, right? And I think we've talked about it in past episodes, but now I'm focusing more so on teaching my clients how to build their own audience, how to build their own community. And one of the things that I realize is I, when I'm inspired by something, when I put out something that is just a feeling, right? Or something I'm connecting with at the moment, I get a much better response than something that I, you know, just was doing for a sale, that I was doing for a promotion. Like, start there. Start getting inspired by what it is that you want to accomplish with your community, with your clients. Get inspired by that instead of always trying to make the sale. Because guess what? The sales are going to come. Yes. The sales are going to come because if you're inspiring people, people will want to be around you. They will want to work with you. Absolutely. That is, oh, that is so huge. And it, it's making me think of something I scribbled in my notes the other day with something, you know, I see with a lot of clients is this lack of inspiration around content creation. It's, it's really tough as someone who's starting out um, doing this kind of one-to-one -one experience with people with their content. And I feel bad legitimately when all of you struggle and you, you feel like, I don't know what to post. I'm not inspired. I don't like this. I can't stand it. Like there's so many ranges of emotion there. And I wrote down in my notes one morning when I woke up and I was like, don't create something just for the sake of creating it because you have to create what is so much fun for you to create that even if no one read it, you wouldn't care. Would it change that it was fun? Wouldn't change how it felt to you in the moment creating it. And that's, that's going back to being in that creative state, really channeling what's coming through you rather than 
looking at the schedule and trying to come up with stuff to slot in there. Uh, you know, ideas need time to marinate. That's something that comes mm. a lot from uh, the artist way with Julia Cameron, that you need to leave that space. Like we want to force them to come out right away. And certainly, yes, I'm all for having a schedule and a content calendar. It's stuff that I talk about all the time, but you also have to leave that room for that inspiration. Maybe you can't plan that far out in advance, but you have, you know, a, a particular day where you get to be creative and you let the ideas come and, and let that dictate what you put out the next week. Less so, oh, okay, it's Tuesday morning. What am I going to write? Because I got a post. Mm. Been there. Been there. So something that I've been um, implementing for myself and working on, because I keep seeing all of these different creators like, oh, how to batch 60 days worth of content in two hours. Yes. And I'm like, what? That sounds like anxiety to me, right? So I know that I'm not to that point yet. For me, it's like, let me create a week. Mm -hmm. Let me just start with a week's worth of content. So that's what I'm currently working on in my business is like, okay, Tanisha, you've been creating things to post for social media um, daily, right? So now let's try a week. Let's just do Sunday or Monday to Saturday or Sunday. Like just plan out the whole week of what you want to post, create whatever it is that you're going to post, and then just plan out that one week. And once I get that down to where I can efficiently plan out the week and it's becoming like second nature to me, then I'll go to two. Then I'll go to three. Then I'll go to four. It'll be a process for me because I want to get out of the the procrastination of waiting until I need to post and then feeling pressured to put something out to the world and everybody being like, hey, where are you? What happened? Right? I want to create things from a place of um, inspiration. I want to tap into a place of creating things I enjoy, things that I really care about, right? And not just because I need to put something out. I want to talk about things that are important. I want to talk about things that are um, impactful. I want to talk to my people about things that we care about. And so when I do that, I'm able to just, for one, be myself. Because I get to let it breathe. I get to see, okay, does this still resonate with me the day after tomorrow? Before I have to put it out to the world, that I'm not going back deleting things that I really didn't even want to say. Or feeling like I have to defend myself on social media because people don't agree with me. If you don't agree with me, great. I don't care. Because I know that for me, this is my truth. But when I give it room to breathe and then I come back to it, I've noticed that like I'm standing 10 toes deep in this because that's how I feel. Now, I might not feel this way in five years, but right now for who Tanisha is, I feel like this right now in this moment and I'm good with that. So take a step back. Just Take a step back and look at the bigger picture. Procrastination starts because we are operating from a place of scarcity or lack or anxiety or 
overwhelm or frustration or self-sabotage or not feeling confident, all of those things, the doubt, the fear, take a step back, start fresh right now. Doesn't matter what we did yesterday. Doesn't matter what you did this morning. Start fresh right now. What can I do right now? So how do I work with my procrastinator type, right? Right now in this moment. So what are some ways we can work on procrastination right now? Mm -hmm. I was just going to say you're touching on that right there with uh, breaking it kind of down into smaller increments to allow Mm. more time for things to sit. So I think, you know, some of the things that we tend to skip over because we're in such a rush is actually outlining all the steps we need to take to get to something. Even like the littlest, tiniest of baby steps, but we feel this false pressure in our minds like, well, I need to know the outcome and the exact perfect container it's going to form right now. I don't have time to think about those little things. But often when we rush ahead to that, then all those nice little details that needed time to marinate, like they don't get that. And now you've got something that's been rushed out the door that doesn't resonate and maybe doesn't even feel like you. You know, Mm. we're just talking about that is, is give it time to sit so that you can feel really proud of what you're putting out there. So if you're someone who like really loves to have a deadline and a container to work in, maybe it's making deadlines for those smaller steps and, and compressing that. Like something I've been playing with a little bit is actually like timing myself. And because I work on an hourly schedule with some of my clients, this kind of helps. It's kind of like been a challenge for me where I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this in one hour. Let's see how far I get. And I'll, I'll just like set the the timer and be like, all right, you got one hour, let's go. And then I'm always surprised at like, oh, that did help me. Like, look how far I got in that hour. And it just gives you this awareness of what you can do. So if you're someone who likes that pressure to an extent, you can kind of create that in its own way, but with smaller parts. Ooh, that makes sense. I like that. Give it a try. I like <laughs> it. I'm going to try that. I really like that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's an interesting exercise. It really is. I'm learning a lot about myself with that. <laughs> some of our, some of our listeners are probably like, okay, great. Now that we know, like, what, how can I stop it? How can I just stop doing it? Right? So I'm going to give you five ways to kind of reframe how you procrastinate or just, you know, help you to stop procrastinating so much, okay? So first and foremost, and some of these we've already touched on, but we're gonna just give you a little overview really quick in five short um, things. So reduce the number of decisions that you need to make throughout the day, okay? Reducing the amount of decisions that you need to make throughout the day. So the things that you don't need to necessarily have to think about, Make it so you don't have to think about them. Like, get your stuff together the night before, right? Like, plan out what you're going to wear the night before if you have to. Lay your clothes out on the bed. Get all your stuff together for the gym. Whatever it is that you got to do, like, prepare for it so that you don't have to worry about making those decisions. Make the least amount of decisions during the day as possible. Because every time we're making a decision energetically we have like we're just taking little pieces off right so for breakfast like have your stuff already ready to go like 
Know what you're going to do for breakfast. So then when you get up in the morning, get your tea, get your coffee, get your breakfast so you're ready to go. Have your journal ready to go in the mornings. Know exactly what you're going to do with those things you don't need to think about. So you have more brain capacity and energy to focus on your task, okay? Number two, finish your day before it starts. This is another way for us to stop thinking about all the things in the moment. Plan your day out the night before. I am going to try this, Mercy. I'm going to start at the end of the day, planning out my day the night before and see how that works because I feel like if I have it already set in my mind and I visualize the whole day, I will be more effective. So I'm going to try that one. Y'all let me know if you like that one too. Number three is the nothing alternative. Now, the nothing alternative came from a book, I believe, and I'm not sure the name of the book, but I remember reading this in an article. And the nothing alternative is basically you do your thing or you do nothing. So the person who created this or coined this term was a writer. Um, I, the name is escaping me now. If I think about it, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but he was a writer and he would basically say, either I'm going to do my writing or I'm going to do nothing. So like if I'm not writing in the times when I'm supposed to be writing, I'm not going to go do other things. I'm not going to read a book. I'm not going to write a letter to somebody. I'm not going to go and do other things. So those distractions that we have. So like if I know I'm supposed to be working, right, I'm not going to be on my phone scrolling. I'm not going to be... Um, calling my friends to see what they're doing for the weekend. I'm not going to be doing all of those other things. Either I'm going to be working on whatever it is I'm supposed to be working on or I'm doing absolutely nothing. Like you can sit and stare out the window. You can just sit in silence and do absolutely nothing or you can do the work, okay? Um, that's something I implement with my kids and let me tell you, it works. Like if you are not going to do what you're supposed to be doing, then you do absolutely nothing. It works every time. So maybe that will work for you. <laughs> ah, number four, the next action habit. Focus on something that is doable. Okay. So, and when you start feeling those thoughts come in your mind, like, oh, I'll do it later. Oh, I'm so lazy. I don't feel like doing it. Stop yourself mid-thought. Stop those thoughts immediately when you start hearing that procrastination coming in and just say, okay, what is something that I can do actively right now to get it at least one step closer to being done? Take one actionable, doable step. Focus on that and that only, okay? And then move from there. Um, and five, last but not least, is adjust your environment, okay? So make things really easy for you to get done. Take away the distractions, turn off the TV, you know, maybe put your phone on do not disturb. Like Apple has this new thing called focus time, I think. Have you seen that, Marcy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my computer has it. My phone's too old, but my computer yeah. has it. <laughs> I love it because you can set up parameters on your um, devices where you spend time focusing, right? That's our biggest distraction, really. If we're being honest, our phone is our biggest distraction. Text messages, emails, social media, YouTube, TikTok, whatever we're doing, those are the things that keep us from getting a lot done. So setting up parameters for yourself, right, to say, okay, I'm not going to check my phone for the next two hours. I'm going to put it on do not disturb. 
And if someone really needs to reach me, if they call me, the calls that are important will come through. That's it. Um, so those are my five tips for you to stop procrastinating. Anything you want to add, Marcy? No, I think those pretty much sum it all up. I think, like I was saying earlier, it's just being able to start breaking things up into the next best task. I feel like that's what's been most helpful to me is to try and actually write those things out and make like a little flow for myself rather than just sitting there and kind of expecting the flow to happen, you know? <laughs> yes. I think we sometimes get stuck in that too. It's like, no, we've got to also put in a little work to help the flow happen um, and also to help ourselves avoid that icky sensation of procrastination that can sometimes occur. So again, if you like to be on tight deadlines and procrastinate, this is more just about getting it so that it feels good and works for you. So whether you're someone who likes to work on a strict tight deadline or likes to have a little more space, like it's all a balance and just make sure that whatever path you choose, like you can feel good in it and it's not overwhelming or exhausting to you or it doesn't feel icky or stressful, but feels very much, you know, in alignment with what you want to create. Absolutely. And, you know, I thought about something as we were talking about that, Marcy. You have helped me to remember the importance and the benefits from outlining things. Y'all don't get to see behind the scenes, but when we talk about episodes, Marcy is so great about creating these beautiful outlines for each episode so that we can stay on <laughs> stay on track. And she creates outlines for basically everything, right? And it helps me so much to stay uh, stay focused because I get the squirrel brain. And so that has reminded me like, hey, like why don't you create outlines for other things? Like when you have projects, create a outline, right? Write it down so you can see exactly what needs to be done. And just simply making note of the things that need to be done. Small little things equal big results, right? Yes. I think this is sometimes where my anxiety can benefit me because I don't like to enter something not knowing where I'm going or what it takes to get there. So I am the outliner to the max. Yes. And I love that about you. You, you make my life so much easier. <laughs> it's funny because sometimes I feel like it makes life harder because I, I'm writing all these things out, but I'm glad that it's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> we need people good. like you. <laughs> so Marcy um, suggested that we do, we start doing like a card pull at the end of the show so that we can see what we should be focusing on through the week. So we're going to pull from Rebecca Campbell's Starseed Oracle deck, right? So good. Um, It's so, so good. And this is something that I really enjoy doing. I think we both really enjoy um, Oracle cards and just readings in general. And so we're just going to pull a card for everyone. And this will give us a message to focus on for the week, especially about our procrastinating. For those of you who know how I shuffle, you will hear the cards because I shuffle really fast. Um, if you want to see it, you can go watch this episode on, <laughs> on YouTube. Okay. 
Um, so two cards came out because one just wouldn't do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we have the Seas of Mintaka, which is seeing potential, mm. bringing unconsciousness to light. Mm. And the next one is you got the love. Okay. Hadarian energy, codependency, and boundaries. So let's read the message that comes with these so that we can get a full understanding. Okay. So the Sea of Mintaka, I will show those of you who are watching on YouTube. It says, Mintaka is thought to have been a water-based planet containing the most crystal clear waters that you could ever imagine, so clear that you could see for miles and miles underwater. The Sea of Mintaka card represents this crystalline clarity of potential and possibility. It's about the ability and choice to see the potential in all people and situations. This could be one of your natural traits, or it could be a sign that you're currently, what you're currently doing has great potential. You may have received this card as confirmation that a situation or a project has extreme potential and will reach fruition. If it appears in a spread, it's a very positive sign that the things are working out for the highest potential of all involved. It's a very uplifting, light-filled card that brings great harmony, contentment, and positive outcomes. According to Carl Ung, this, which we do not bring to consciousness appears in our in our life as fate when water appears in dreams and art it often represents the unconscious mind pulling this card also means that you may be called to bring to light any unconscious patterns of which you're unaware to look at them and see them clearly and unconsciously so that they don't appear in your life as fate what unconscious patterns or behaviors are you ready to be brought to the light of day how can you see the potential in the situation that you're facing? What unconscious patterns are being called to bring to light? I think this is so on point with what we're talking about, right? Thinking about the ways that we procrastinate that we're even unaware of or even why we're procrastinating that we're unaware of, bringing those things to light and knowing that what you're working on right now has the potential to be something great if you would just get out of your own way. Allow yourself to bring it to fruition. Allow yourself to find people, like speak about your thing, about your business, about your project, about your uh, passion, about your purpose. Find the people who are like-minded that want to be a part of your movement and bring it to light. And then we have the card of you got the love. You got the love. This one says, the lovers of the cosmos, they dive in fast. They're here to learn how to love while in separate bodies. To learn to love self and then establish healthy relationships with others. To remember that the love they seek is already within them. That they truly do have the love all on their own. The message of this card is to review the ways that you need that you may need to establish healthier boundaries. Perhaps you're in a codependent relationship in which you may be losing your sense of self. It's common for starseeds to dive deep into relationships, particularly with those who feel safe and familiar at a soul level. 
Perhaps you're in a relationship in which you give more than you receive. Or perhaps there is a certain volatility to it and you're always unsure where you stand. This card is a sign to do a relationship review and see what energetic agreements you've made, consciously and unconsciously, to acknowledge if there are relationships in which you feel anxious or powerless, in which you don't feel like it's a safe to relax and just be you, to assess if there are any places of inadequacy that you use a relationship to soothe and cover up. Do you lose yourself in relationships? If so, how? How can you develop a deeper love for yourself? Now, some of you guys might be saying, okay, well, how does this have to do with my business or procrastination? And really, it has everything to do with it because how do you set up your business? Are you becoming codependent on the results, right? Or the lack thereof? Relationships don't always mean like intimate relationships. This can mean like partnerships, friendships, your family. What ways are you not allowing yourself to show up fully because of the dynamics in your relationships? For some of us, this might even go back to maybe the ways that we were taught to procrastinate by our environment around us. So what ways can you go in and change that? Um, and to set healthy boundaries with yourself, creating some type of structure to help yourself stay focused and motivated and inspired and letting your environment be uh, something that helps you to stay in alignment with that. What do you think, Marcy? Yeah, that's it's really interesting that we got both of those because clearly this procrastination is, you know, subconscious patterning, why we continue to do this. And then also being able to be independent and understand, you know, that this, we created a business many times or are doing what we're doing because we love it and we love ourselves. But a lot of times we put our reliance upon, like you mentioned, the outcome upon social media, the performance, the metrics um, that you know, you might consider some of the vanity metrics, how many people liked this, how many people, you know, commented, all those things. But we often forget about doing what we love first. Mm, and I that's think that's um, a big, a big problem that I see that we get on the hamster wheel of, of thinking we've got to create at a certain pace and yeah. on a certain schedule. And then we lose the love for what we're doing and we neglect ourselves. So... That's so good. So good. What a great way to like end this episode, right? Now we know exactly where to focus for the week. I hope that this episode inspired you. It gave you some insight, some clarity on what you need to be focusing on to help yourself through your procrastination. And that if this helped you in any way, share this episode with someone. Share with your business besties share it with your community um don't keep this good stuff to yourself tell a friend to tell a friend yes share it out and as always you know let us know how you're doing what type of procrastinator you are what you're working through we'd love to hear all about it yes all right guys see you next week see you next week 
Thanks for joining us for this episode of Soulpreneur Sundays. We hope you learned something new and feel comforted and inspired by what you heard. We'd love to feature your comments, questions, or stories in future episodes. So be sure to leave us a note and let us know about your business and what you'd like to hear more about. To make sure you get notified of new episodes, subscribe to the podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform and on YouTube. You can also follow us on Instagram at Soulpreneur Sundays Podcast. And you can find both of us on Instagram at Tanisha White and at The Mystical Fairy with fairy spelled F-A-R-R-E-Y. Join us again next Sunday for a new episode. Thanks for listening.